Hi, my lovely hummingbirds! It's your girl Monroe, and you're listening to Pop Culture. How's it going, everyone? On today's episode of Pop Culture Interviews, I got the very, very amazing opportunity to interview John from the band Lover, that is a local rock band here in Chicago. This is not John's first time on pop culture. It is his second, which like, <laughs> lucky me. Uh, but definitely it was an incredible podcast. Thank you so much, John, for joining me, for, you know, answering all the questions. Thank you to all of the members of Lover for the music they create. It is really good really amazing and i hope you guys love the episode and stick around for a special tune from lever at the very end you know to just get this weekend going and getting you ready for the week to come i love y'all so so much have a good day and enjoy the episode okay love you bye hello my lovely hummingbirds how's it going everyone Joining us today on Pop Culture, we have John Dover's very own frontman. You might recognize him from the previous episode where we had him on, but, you know, he's graciously graced us with his presence for lack of better terms. Hi, John. How are you? Hey, what's going on? Not much. Just here. Welcome back. Good to be back. Yeah, we had a blast last time, so why not do it again, you know? Absolutely. For those of you that don't know, Lover is a local band here in Chicago, and the last time that we spoke was October 6th of 2021. So... What? Yeah. Get out of town. That's insane. Yeah, so it has been quite a bit of time since we last spoke. I'm not going to sit here and tell you to recap two years worth of time, but... (laughs) (laughs) We're practically completely different people now. You know, honestly. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. So the last time that we did this, I had just seen you guys go back to Chop Shop. It was one of the first shows post-COVID. Since then, you guys have played a bunch more shows, which I have just been peeping on the stories on Instagram because life being what it is right now, haven't been able to make it out, unfortunately. But talk to me about the last show that you guys did. The last show that we got that we guys did, I uh, got to see, um, it was at Liars Club. That's why I don't remember. I always have too much fun at Liars Club. <laughs> um, I love them. Uh, yeah, that show was awesome. That was so great. We played with Sweetie, Peach Vomit, and the Cosmic Kicks. Um, I uh, That was about a month ago now. And we love Liars Club so much. One of our favorite spots. So uh, we're aching to get back. We got stuff coming up. Um, but yeah, we played with Peach Vomit, Cosmic Kicks, and Sweetie. And we just had a blast. All the bands were great. All the people were great. Um, and it was just an overall great night. I mean, it was, and it was also the weekend that we had in April when it was like 80 degrees out. So everyone was in a good mode. And that was a great show. Yeah, weather definitely helps. I will say that because I'm pretty sure you guys don't like trudging your equipment through the snow, especially here <laughs> in Chicago. <laughs> Um, no, it's but, that's that's the that's the fun part. That's the good part. Yeah. See, you say this, but I want whatever you're drinking to say that because I could not. <laughs> but you have a little too much fun at Liars Club, which fair, who doesn't? Um <laughs> <laughs> well it's hard when Gary's pouring the drinks. He's the greatest bartender. Uh we love him. Gary is the coolest. Who, by the way, quick shout out, um, mm-hmm. holler. He won best music venue bartender in the Chicago Reader just this past month too so congrats to Gary our friend we love you man congratulations that is that's fucking awesome (laughs) I need to go chill with Gary some more but (laughs) (laughs) right just be careful you know it yeah yeah I'll rotate water in there somewhere but (laughs) there it is that's then you're good (laughs) exactly (laughs) so what was your favorite part of the show 
besides the nice weather? Sure. Um, the just the amount of people that came out. Um, everyone that showed up was in such a good mood. Everyone, there was no like. I'm not saying that this is uh, something that happens a lot, but like where there's like some sort of negativity or anything. That's actually not thing we really come across. Um, uh, but every single person at Liars Club was having a blast, and everyone had a smile on their face, and everyone was having a good time. And that's that was my favorite aspect of of being there. I can't pick a particular moment. Just the entire vibe of the night was it was gorgeous it was it was so wonderful to be back there I'm glad to hear it and yeah honestly I don't think you guys from at least from what I experienced there is no negativity at your shows it's always a really good time you guys always put on an amazing show so thank you yeah no problem tell me what are some things that you guys have been working on that you're able to talk to us about yeah I could say um we got some new songs ready to go and we do have plans to record them. I don't have a specific uh, like time frame on, or date yet on when that will be coming out, but we aim to get stuff out in the near future. And um, yeah, so we're just fine tuning everything, making sure everything sounds good. And it's a fresh batch of songs. If you come see the live shows, you might catch one or two of those new songs. So, cause we're testing them out live just to kind of work some stuff out in front of the crowds. And uh, they've been responded to very well lately so we're feeling even better about them than we did it's always good to get like uh, a couple of shouts of approval when when you do that and um so yeah so the song the new songs are, are really jamming kind of a it's we're we're rock and roll band but we're just going we're getting some funkiness in there too we're getting it's getting kind of different than it used to be it's so we're evolving i'm definitely thrilled for that i'm curious to see what the new music is i'm sure it's going to be amazing But tell me about, so I know one of the shows that you guys have coming up is May 26th at G-Man. Talk to me a bit about that, about the show. Like, what are you looking forward to? Who are you playing with? I can't tell you how exciting this is. Um, We um, got an offer to play with a band that we love called Tiger Cub. Um, Great, great group. And we're going to be playing with them as a direct support um, at G-Man Tavern, uh, May 26th. Um, We are, yeah, we're ecstatic. It's going to be a huge one. The tickets are really selling fast. The numbers in front of me are really, like, astounding. So it's going to be pretty packed in there. But just like uh, most of our shows that we play on or the bills that we get attached on to, um, it's it's going to be a great time. And it's going to be May 26th. The weather's going to be nice. Fingers crossed. Knock on you know, winter has lasted until late April here, but yeah, by May. Anyway, it's going to be sweet. And Wrigley, Wrigley, uh, Wrigleyville's always, you know, it's always popping. And so we're just gonna have some fun. Yeah. And um, oh my God, yeah. So it's yeah, the music's gonna be great. I don't know how long of a set we get, but come on out. Tickets are going fast, so grab them while you can. Absolutely. So. York Community High School. I saw that you guys did a show there. And I'm really curious about like, how did that even come together? So inspiring. Oh my God. Yeah. So we played York Community High School, which is a beautiful school, by the way. Um, The building itself is it's so historic and it's so like, uh, you know, old school, you know, I went to high school and it was like a... <laughs> <laughs> it's like a factory. Um, so anyway, this was awesome. And so like we got there. Yeah. So we got an invite from their uh, events coordinators um, to go play um, what they are, were doing for a week there. I think they were calling it a, a week of uh, performing arts. I forget the exact banner that it was under, but there it was a, a, a week of, sh- of music shows where students can play and then they bring in uh, other sort of uh, established bands. Uh, which was surprising to me because I didn't know we were an established band. So anyway, we went in and um, we all the musicians were great. These these kids and they're not kids; they're they're young adults, and they were so talented and so sweet and helpful. They're learning all about live event coordinating and uh, staging, um, and they're really really on the ball. You know, it's really not every day you see you get inspired when you see that and. Uh, you know, it, it was really, it was really touching and I really had a blast and we got to talk to some of them afterward and that was really cool. And we played two sets. We played one set, uh, we had a set list and uh, one was for 
the freshmen and sophomores. And then we took the same exact set list, turned it upside down, and play, played it backwards for the juniors and seniors. And uh, those kids were, those, those, those students were rowdy. They were screaming at us. They loved us. We did not expect the much, uh, that as, as much admiration as we got. And, and you know what, what I love too about that is they didn't make it like a talent show. Usually like when you think of like performances in schools, it's usually like, you know, the, the, you know, symphonic bands playing or the choir bands playing, I love all that, but this, and, or, or a talent show. And this was certainly not that, I mean, my idea of performing arts when I was in school was, you know, two people dancing to the Macarena. And like, this was totally a different thing. And so very inspiring what they're doing over there at York. You couldn't, couldn't say enough about uh, York Community High School's live event program. That's awesome. That's really, really cool. You are too funny. You, I wouldn't call us an established fan. You guys are an established fan. <laughs> it might not be to the degree that you place upon that title but you guys are an established fan we're never going to feel like we are because we're always wanting to grow so mm -hmm. we're always going to be trying harder See, and, and harder. that's really awesome uh that you view it that way because i know that a lot i feel like in artistry especially it might not seem like it is, but it's really easy to get comfortable in doing the same thing because I feel like a lot of people develop this mindset of if it's not broke, don't fix it. And then they get really accustomed to like this baseline of what it is they're doing, product output. So even hearing that you guys are incorporating more funk into the new music that you guys are working on is really incredible. Tell us a bit more about where lever is trying to go we don't know where we're going but we'll know when we get there okay i we we have changed our um ah, never mind. i shouldn't say the word changed but we are evolving our way of coming up with tunes and and how we have them with different tools sort of a different sort of tool set now if you will mm -hmm. we're now a three-piece group and um, I'm I'm playing bass now. I've moved over to playing a, a beautiful Hofner Paul McCartney style bass, and I'm just learning how to. You know, I, I picked it up pretty naturally, but it's really helping me. You know, thump around and kind of just flow things out a little better. And um, Jeff is uh, constantly working at his craft, constantly ripping it up, doing surprising us every time we get together. Mike, same thing. He's not happy until it's complete completely tuned if, if he hit, misses a single note we won't even hear it but he will and it makes him want to just get stronger and stronger and stronger so we're just learning and we're getting better and better i feel i hope and um so yeah um and and also with this kind of three-piece uh setup that we have now it's you know there was a slight worry if it is the sound not going to be filled out with just one guitar player not two um, but luckily, the the trio people have been really responding to the live trio. Um, when we go and do the record, I'll be playing guitar parts um, undoubtedly. Like I'll be playing some guitar parts and, and stuff like that most throughout each and every song. But um, but the live sets are going to have a very earthy kind of uh, <laughs> I say structured loosely, but it's going to be like the power trio. Dy dynamic for now and um it's been working so far so come on out and see us folks for sure so it's now three of you and i'm sure that came with its own difficulties and changes and adjustments and everything but besides just the back end physical adjustments that you guys had to do with social media being so heavy now in the world of artistry especially since COVID, like you just saw more and more artists putting their work forward that way. How has that impacted, if at all, how you guys put your art forward, how it impacts like shows, people getting to know you, all that? Um, only positively. I mean, with social, social media is probably the most powerful form of, you know, getting your name out there, advertising, um, you know, in the world right now. And so, you know, with the tools at your fingertips, um, why not, to, you know, uh, put yourself out there? We're getting some good photos. We got a photo shoot coming up uh, 
on Monday, you know, so just, and also it being, you know, social media kind of uh, people anyway, you know, and we're very, you know, we're, we know what computers are and how they work, you know, like you just utilize it to the best of your ability. And, and sometimes you see results, sometimes you don't, you know, as you mentioned, uh, sometimes with social media, and especially in the last few years, um, more and more artists are coming through social media. And I think that's a really good thing. Um, of course, you don't want it to be like oversaturated or anything, um, but I don't really see that happening. I mean, I, I think that it's so cool what these like TikTok music stars have been coming up with. It's getting groovy. It's getting uh, really, it's it's rocking. It's it's really, I don't know. There's some something tasty's going on in music right now. And it's, I think it's because uh, the, the people that make the music are, starting to gain a bit of a sense of power um with that comes with that and so that's really cool I, th I believe that's been working in our favor i love to hear it i love the enthusiasm as far as what you've seen music wise so you did mention liars club is one of your favorite venues but from cobra to reggie's to everything out in the suburbs what is one of the best places hands down to perform at Oh man. So that's so hard. That's so difficult. Um, can I give you three? Yes. <laughs> um, and these are just off the top of my head because I've never played, I don't think I've played a Chicago venue where I didn't like see its beauty. You know, it's anywhere that they put any performing arts uh, anywhere is, is a really special thing. And um, so let's see my first one is going to be Empty Bottle. Um, and second is Subterranean. And third, I will say the Metro. Solid choices. For sub T, though, upstairs or downstairs? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I think I got okay. away with four. I just got away with four. You asked for one, I gave you four. You did. You did. You got away with it. So... <laughs> <laughs> So I know last time you mentioned that you don't really do as much on social media as far as Jeff does. Is that still a thing? Like, is he still in charge of the TikTok world or? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. He's mostly on top of most of that. I use my like um, personal Facebook or Instagram or TikTok for for those reasons because it's just another avenue to get people but jeff really likes taking the, the he's really good at taking the lead and, and really knows what he's doing there as far as like helping us like you know get posts out there and whatnot to uh at the right times but oftentimes with like really important posts we we talk and we come with a consensus like well, how are we going to announce this one what should we say about this you know because you want to make sure you're you know you're not at 2 a.m. going, we're fucking going live, motherfuckers. And like, you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Although there would be some merit to that too. But, um, <laughs> but yeah. I'm going to try okay. that now. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> right on. There you go. <laughs> but yeah, but, Jeff's great. Jeff, Jeff works very hard at that stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. And that is going to bridge into my following question, which is as a band, what do you think is like, some of the most important steps to take when divvying up who does what? It's mostly just who jumps on something first, you mm -hmm. know? I mean, it depends on like um, the day really. Like if someone has an idea or if somebody has a, is a thing, we try not to like assign ourselves different stuff. We just, I've, we all know what, you know, the boxes that we need to check, you know, to get stuff done. And, uh, who's ever got the best idea to get something done that's what we go with and whoever can do it as quickly and most efficiently that's just he, that person is uh taking the that bull by the horns and someone else to do something else you know? mm -hmm. we're, we're a good team. So that's good to hear so tell me pull back the curtain a little bit if you will what does a lever brainstorming music session look like <laughs> Okay, Mike's it's not a nervous laugh. What is it? What does it look like? A, a brainstorming mm -hmm. session? Mm -hmm. could, could this be like a, a songwriting brainstorming yeah. session? Okay. Mike is always naked except his boxers. Um, we jam in a little room 
and it's hot, but it's just perfect for us. And we, it's just us being really loud and really ad lib, ad libbing, you know, uh, whatever's going to happen is going to happen. It's a big, you know, uh, the, not to give it a cliche, you, you know, term, but, you know, throwing stuff at the wall and seeing what sticks. That's really the, the, what our brainstorms look like, which is who, and, uh, it's a lot of talking too. If it's we're talking about other stuff, it's a lot of talking. It's a lot of we like to, you know, get loud and and because uh, we're passionate about it. So we we keep it together though. And uh, yeah, sometimes we'll get together for three hours and try to figure something out, and it doesn't work. <laughs> but something will come out of that. Like even if there's a goal that we, we we end up not hitting, something good comes out of it. Whether it's a really good riff or a good progression. And we keep that. We keep we keep all the positives with us and move on with all of those. And that happens every time we get together. That's incredible. Uh, I'm still on the it's Mike and anything. Just basically his boxers. I can't. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm literally going to take one of the pictures on your guys' Instagram, put a little arrow so that people will know who Mike is. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Like, him. Now you have an image. Um, but no, my he plays so fine. he plays so hard and so fast. If he's wearing a shirt, it's gonna ruin his shirt. So what are you mm. gonna do? That's fair. That's a valid, valid argument for that. Um <laughs> <laughs> so since your first show back after COVID from Chop Shop to now, which is a good two-year difference. And like you mm-hmm. said, yeah, we are basically different people now. <laughs> what have you noticed has been a constant throughout that time as far as like because obviously during the pandemic everyone was locked away there were restrictions all that do you think that people are transitioning at a good pace back into what can be considered normal or are there still things that you notice that like people are hesitant with things of that nature yeah, um, I'm trying to get a good grasp on that, and I'd be interested in hearing, you know, anybody's thoughts on that. If to, what I noticed, I think, and uh, just my opinion based on what I saw, um, yeah, I mean, we were it, you playing it. We were played it safe for a for a while, uh, for a long time, and then we started taking baby steps, and then we got tired of taking baby steps and said, "Fuck it," and then we just opened everything and everyone, and then it was chaos again. I think it's, uh, I, I don't want to, yeah, I do. You know, I think it's a little bit of a shame. Um, I really, you know, I understand the struggles of the shutdown uh, very much. So I've moved, um, you know, I lost a bunch of money and, uh, you know, but I, you know, I also believe that I think we jumped the gun a little bit because I think an unfortunate reality is, you know, we could have done a better job at nipping the pandemic in the butt because the reality of the situation is COVID-19 won because it's still here. And while it doesn't affect everybody the same way, um, you know, people have different levels of immunity. I think just for the sake of general overall health, we might've jumped the gun. I think not blaming people for finally saying dude fuck this like let's just go back into the world like i mean at some point you would have to do that i just i just still uh i have to say and i don't want to sound like yesterday's news or anything about all this but yeah it's when uh uh when someone very close to me got covid um it was only last december and it nearly killed him and so it's that's just a little rough but now it's kind of at the point where there are other diseases that can kill us too. So, you know, luckily there's a vaccine and luckily, you know, there's people can just take better care of themselves, eat a little better, drink a little more water, take your fucking vitamins, work out. Um, you know, those are all things I do uh, myself and I feel pretty good. Um, but, you know, not everyone is this lucky. So yeah, not to go on a long tangent or anything, but I, I just have a, I'm not, you know, I, I think we, we, we're not as patient as we probably could have been. And there were very legitimate reasons for that, I suppose. No, I absolutely agree. I know 
last December, there was supposed to be the show here in Chicago, got canceled because some of the members had gotten COVID. And I sat there in my living room and I'm like, yeah, yeah, maybe we ran into this just right. way too right. quickly. Yeah. And but. I'll tell you this, we we had to cancel the show and we mm-hmm. have canceled maybe, maybe in, I've been in this band 10 years now and it's We've only canceled two shows, and one was because um, of uh, an idiotic double booking, um, and the other was this. Uh, we had to cancel a show recently because uh, COVID infected our band, but <laughs> we had to cancel a show, and it was and it really sucked, you know, because and it was at a, one of our favorite venues, and you know, I, I but I am as as much as it hurts to know that you know we had to go and do that cancellation i knew that it was for the greater good i mean it's it we, we could have just been completely irresponsible and gone and played the show and uh get and not tell anybody get everybody sick i felt it was very important to just be honest about it and to say look you know this is for your safety it was for the safety of the staff managers the other bands the fans um what if one of the other bands a 90 year old granny came out to go see her, you know, uh, you know, grand grandson or daughter or something. And, and she went to go have a good experience and walked out like with a deathly disease. So, you know what I mean? So we, yeah, I'm, I am still very, very careful. I'm not like, I'm not bubble boy, but yeah, I think it's okay to like, you, it doesn't have to be one or the other. We could have common sense of, you know, common sense ideas about how to take care of ourselves absolutely and i feel like hmm, common sense one is not common sadly uh (laughs) but what is one of the things that like you've seen recently at a show that has really just put you in a space of like this is why i do this you know what um I'm going to go ahead and say a a great example is that Chop Chop show that uh, we met at. Um, That was probably my, one of my favorite shows we've ever played that moment because it had been a long time. And, you know, again, back to COVID, those numbers were decreasing so rapidly that they allowed to open venues. So that and that was our first show back again. I remember uh, we we played. You know we've been on rolls where we'll play like a show a weekend for like months and months and months or two, and so like it's like always being on tour almost. And uh, coming back to the chop shop was almost like a is a very uh, I almost had an emotional reaction to being up there again and like and not because I like I missed the spotlight. Oh no, it's just like oh no, but that's not like that. Like I'm not asking for like fucking you know, praise or, you know, eyeballs and ears 24 seven, like, but just knowing like, yeah, this is my place. This is my space right here. This, this music performance and recording writing, especially area. This is where I, this is where I belong. So it was, I didn't expect it to hit me as hard as it did when we got there, to be honest, because, you know, to not, cause to, to go from playing all the time to just flat nothing um yeah it was a it was a change of pace so when we got when when things got better and we got back out there that that was uh i was like let's fucking go it's like if you don't smoke pot for a week and then you just rip a bomb after like eight days you know what i mean and you're like fucking ready to you know what i mean like and so it was like that you know and that's what it felt nice well you guys definitely carried that energy throughout that show Thank you. It Thank is you. where we met. I am so happy that we did. I was so nervous to approach you. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, I was like, oh my God, what if he's like, why are you talking to me? <laughs> and I had no idea how, like, even though I am very bubbly and outgoing once you get to know me, first interactions for me, I still have anxiety. So it's still very like, oh my god what am I doing here and then you know imposter syndrome hits and I'm like I'm a fucking poser no no I didn't I understand like it's it's totally understandable why 
our brains do mean things to us sometimes. Mm -hmm. I'm no stranger to that. But I didn't think that in the slightest. I didn't think you were weird. Yeah. All I did was go up to the bar and order like a water because I was really thirsty or something. Mm -hmm. And you were like, hey, great show. And I was like, hey, what's up? And you're like, no, you're a natural. That's why you're a podcast host. You know what you're doing. Thank you. I appreciate that. I was so nervous. No stress. Okay. If you say so. <laughs> so tell me, this is a completely random question. If you had to swim through any flavor of jello, what flavor of jello would it be and why? Oh man. Shit. Could it be pudding? No. Okay. Then it would be the lime flavored. Yeah. Why? <laughs> um because it tastes so good. That's why. Yeah. It's <laughs> valid. I would I would probably just stop swimming and eat my way out. Okay, I'll take that as a valid answer. <laughs> <laughs> so, because you guys have an established sound, as happens with every band, and you're kind of breaking away from that, what is the thought process that goes into it? I know you said that a big part is like, you know, toss it to the wall and see what sticks, but through like the progression over the past two years, how did you guys come to, hey... Let's start switching things up. Um, I, I, well, I think by accident, you know, because when we became a three piece, we found sort of a new type of energy and it was all good energy. Um, now I want to just be clear. I mean, we're not taking like a departure from what we do, like per se, like all of our influences, the way we approach things is the exact same. And you will hear echoes of the other records all over it. I'm just saying, uh, I guess what I was trying to say, sorry to say, was uh, we're zoning in on the really interesting parts of our playing and the interesting parts of our songs. And we're ex expanding on those and turning those into songs instead of just riffs and songs, if you will. I don't know if that made a whole lot of sense to you. It if, if, does, if, I don't know, actually. I don't know if people listening will be like, they're going to be like, what the fuck's this guy talking about? But um, like, you'll, but you'll hear it. You'll hear it. If it's other artists and musicians, they're going to be like, yes, oh my God, I completely understand what you're saying. <laughs> Everyone else right. is going to be like, so I'm going to listen when it comes out because I'm confused. And then you'll just get more plays. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, right. I never have. <laughs> so... On the road, you guys have done a few, a few, a lot. It's been two years. What am I saying? You guys <laughs> have been part of a lot of shows. Yeah. You've been there for album releases for other artists. Yeah. Who has been, we could do top five people that you have played with recently. Okay. Recently. Okay. Um. Let's see here. This is really difficult. Um, so recently, you know what? I really had a good time uh, watching and hearing Sweetie at the Liars Club. Uh, at Liars Club, that they they were really cool. I had never I'd never actually seen them. I they they pop up a lot for me, and I then I checked out some other stuff, and we got the show offer with them, which is awesome. And then seeing them live was incredible. I thought their energy was was fantastic and um oh my god and i also have to give a huge shout out to and this isn't a matter of i because you know you say this stuff and then it sounds like you're leaving other people out you know i know i really i'm not leaving people out i promise you um <laughs> but the question is who's really who's really stuck out in their performance so uh essentially so peach vomit fucking rocks you think you know what you're getting into a little bit, you know, um, going to a rock show. It's going to be a bunch of rock songs, maybe some punk stuff, maybe even some metal influences. Maybe they'll break it down and do like kind of a poppy tune. Fuck you name, man. Let's go. Um, Peach Vomit, I was not ready for them and I was not expecting them. And 
I loved every fucking second of it. You were getting punched in the face with energy. And and not only that, like there are some bands that are really punky and energetic, but Peach Vomit does it and they're fucking tight. Like they have everything fine-tuned and it's just so interesting. I love seeing people changing the game up like that. I've never seen it. I, I, I don't really think I have seen a band like them. They were fucking awesome. So those two. Um, I want to give a, a shout out to to a band that we used to play with all the time that does not play anymore, if I could, because their music is up um, on YouTube and I believe Spotify, I think. But a band we used to play with all the time and no longer exists, but luckily they wrote an album and luckily it's still there for your enjoyment. Everybody go check out Harvey Fox. They were fucking so great and they were some of our best friends um we used to call them our brother band um great great folks and um excellent music right it just puts a smile on your face oh my god we played a release show at uh the cobra lounge at cobra lounge um i would say the before like the subterranean the liar so there's no the in any of these names i just call it the just so people know um so you're not if you've never been to these clubs you're not typing the subterranean you know but anyway um yes caitlin edwards uh pluto party record release show that's the name of her album pluto party we had a blast with her um she killed it um her she she does like you know it's good punk rock like good three chord punk rock but it's got so much soul and but it's got so much energy there's no butts here it's just it's she she is so fucking good such a great singer and such a great player. She's got a great band with her. And also her like solo acoustic songs that are on the record. She performed a couple of those that night that were, it was, uh, you know, it was so, it was so moving that you, you're going to get the full works experience with her record. You know, that's what I'll say. Um, fantastic songwriter uh, and a great friend. We love Caitlin. And uh, um, Audio Monkeys are local boys. We love Audio Monkeys. And they are our buddies. Like they are also in the same practice area as us down the down the hall. So we always run into them and say, hey. Thank you for letting me know. I'm definitely gonna check all of them out. So I feel like nowadays, especially because of social media and like how big TikTok is getting and how easy it is to communicate with other people, there's a lot of collaborations going on. Oh yeah. If you guys had to do a collab album with 10 artists or bands, famous or not, who would it be? And this is local or just any and any and all? Any and all. Living or dead? Yep. Oh my god. Who would we collab with? I would hope it would be with a really good bass player cuz I'm itching for the guitar a little bit. Um. Oh my! And that, because because I have that choice in this matter, you know. <laughs> oh man, uh, Jack White. I'll play second fiddle to Jack White. You have ten, so that's one. Oh Jesus! <laughs> um. Oh okay. Um, Jack White, John Fogerty, Roger Waters, Noel Gallagher. Billie Eilish, I think she would kill it on like a, a kind of a more rocking song. I think she's got okay. such a vibe. Yeah, I, I am. Yeah, we are. You know, we definitely have like a rock and roll, punk rock ethos. But I am not above liking top forty shit. She's mm. awesome. She's awesome. The Pierce can go fuck themselves. Um, let's see here. I would love to do a collab with Molly Rankin. Of always, they are some of the coolest cats uh, to listen to. I don't, they, I, oh my god, they're from Canada. Um, they, yeah, I think they just released a new record. I want to say I don't want, I don't know if it was that long ago. I don't know if they're doing press on it, but yeah, they are a lovely sound. I don't want to pick people that are too like close to our music because you want it. Do you want to shake things up? You want it to be a good collab. Um, let's do something with Chance. Let's do something nice. With Chance. Yeah. That'd be cool. I think I think it'd be cool. 
For um, sure. That like gives me freaking Daisy Lincoln Park when they did uh <laughs> remake <laughs> together. <laughs> I don't know why, but yes, go ahead. <laughs> I would love to work, you know what? There's a guy named Lee Mavers who was in a band called The Laws. Legendary guy has no idea how awesome he is and he should. Um Lee Mavers. Some call it Mavers. I think it's Mavers. The last two, uh, Ringo Starr and Paul McCartney. See, I knew you were going to eventually mention <laughs> at least one. <laughs> I think I only picked. I think I only picked Living. Can I do Ten Dead now? No, I'm just kidding. Yeah, go ahead. No, I'm just kidding. I talk. It's, uh, I talk way too long. No, you're totally fine. So. You just made a statement about Lee Mavers, and this is one of my later down the line questions, but you said he's amazing and he doesn't know how amazing he is. And I feel like as artists, right, we are all our own worst critics. We (laughs) will play something, make something, listen to it, and then be like, oh my God, this is shit. Why, Why did I do this? Right. What do you think is like helpful for you as an artist when you get into that mindset of like over critiquing yourself to really pull back and like gain a little bit more perspective? Not drilling it. Like not, you can overthink it. And I think you can over practice and I think you can overdo it when you're really trying And there's something really special and there's something that really needs to be said about taking a night off and just figuring out it in your own head and just thinking about it, what you're doing. Um, Lee Mavers is, is, by the way, is uh, I I believe he's comfortable in his musical abilities. I think he just got too burned by the music industry. I think he had a bad, I think what a, don't quote me, but I do think that there was like a really bad record deal situation that they got that they they found on hand and i think that really burned him and um so yeah there are things outside of music of the actual music that can really fuck you up and that's something that i don't think our band does um we are pretty good at just if something does mess us up luckily we play pretty loud music and so that really gets it off your chest you know it really does um yeah uh taking a minute to not focus on it that's my advice or what i would do i should say uh don't you don't have to just drill something and beat a dead horse about what it is that you think sucks or that you're trying to make better just sit back because taking a breath is really important i think in creativity i think and and just just like in anything, like even in sports, you can't, you know, overdo it. You're gonna fucking kill yourself. So you have to like, I think in I think in anything in life, you if, that where where you get cr- you know critical of yourself or critical of any sort of performance you have, you really have to take a step back. Sometimes you're not stopping what you're doing. You're stopping to just think about it. And by thinking about it, you're still doing it. And now you're able to sort of rationalize it. I think. Because if you work on something so hard and you're not happy with it, then now what have you done? You've just wasted all this time, you know, trying to make something so good. And now you're so frustrated and you hate it. And there's really no worse feeling as an artist, I feel like, to have that happen. So be careful. Be good to yourself. Absolutely. Burnout is no joke. Uh, (laughs) Someone that did burnout last year. Yeah, it... uh... It's rough. It's a rough one to be in. It's a rough one to get out of. And taking a break is super important. I definitely agree with you there. So if you can talk about this a little bit. So you do also have your own solo work besides just what you do with Lover. How do you balance keeping yourself level-headed, your work with Lover, your work on your solo project, and life itself? Oh, yeah. I mean... Time management is really important. You know, my biggest thing in life is music. And it's not hard to balance for me. The The balance comes from, you know, the things in between 
those moments. That's that's where the real sometimes you really have to figure figure out things. But um, no, there's there's no real weighing of of both of them in Leverite. Always, you know, that's my best foot forward, and I, I love doing both. I don't find it very difficult to have. I don't. I've never felt like I've had to, you know, choose. Luckily, uh, it it's been working out. Yeah, I just like having a, a fulfilling life. I uh, I like you know I, I like growing in all different directions. You know, I don't want to sit stuck in one type of say box. And neither do the guys in Lever, and that's something we share in common. It's a big thing. We we're like we're constantly wanting to grow, constantly wanting to learn. And if you're around people like that, and they're my best friends, you know, when you're around people like that, you're always going to progress. You know, if we're all you're all there for each other, you're all working on the same thing, and you're all wanting to grow and do great music together, um, then we will. So what I'm hearing is the key to success in life is do what you fucking love and you won't ever have to choose. Yeah, 100%. There you go. Yeah. So one of my questions, what would you tell someone that is just starting out in music? What would be some tips that you have for them when it comes to not just creating their sound, but also like performance wise? Hmm. Find the right people to create with. That's number one. Um, it's a shame when you see bands or, you know, actors who, like, you know they don't like each other, but what they do together is so awesome and undeniably great that they have to do it. Um, I wouldn't, I so I think being with people you enjoy being with is a big one. And if you don't enjoy being with people, make your own stuff. And, you know, and or if or if you don't work or maybe say you are a huge people person, but you just work better alone. Do it alone. Just practice. Just just go for it. Um, Yeah, you don't have to like, you know, I, I don't think it's completely necessary to like pick the kind of sound you want. Just start doing it. Whatever feels good. And if what feels good is what is matching what's sounding good. Keep at that and be as weird as you want. Solid advice. I love it. What are 10 musicians and bands that are on your listening radar right now? Who are you really into right now? Um, there, uh, let's see. I, I have to be honest with you. Um, I'm really on a big oldies kick. And I usually always am. But um I always pay attention to the to the top forties and uh everything in between. Um, it doesn't have to be new, it could be anyone. You know who I like right now? Uh I was I really got into a and they're they're they've been around a couple years, but I really like White Reaper. I like what they're doing and for rock music. I think it's very cool. I think the guy's got a great voice and has some really good guitar work, solid drums. More can you ask for? I like them a lot. Nice. See, something did come up. You know, <laughs> you know what? I want to. Can I give a little shout out to somebody else too? Actually, of there's, course. Listen, there's an artist mm-hmm. uh, who just popped up in my feed one day on on Instagram, mm-hmm. and I wasn't. Uh, you know, because sometimes that happens again, social media marketing to new people. Um, I discovered uh, 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 an artist called the Lonely People Band. Noisemaker, beatmaker. It's kind of retro, but it's still got it's it's really contemporary and it's fucking tasty. The Lonely People Band. I think they're brand new. I think it's just one guy that does it. Um, fantastic stuff. Check them out. Check that music out. So good. I think there's. I think the. I think the album. The album is due to drop very soon, or it already did. I'm not entirely sure. So, when is new Lever music coming? Yes. So, um, soon. 
Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> <laughs> when there's a like a release date, we'll talk. And I'd love to announce it with you. Um, Sounds good. But uh yeah, but uh yeah, um I don't we don't have a date yet, but we are um well into the writing and recording process. So I will just leave it there for now. You never know how, how long that stuff is going to take. So, yeah. You know, and without a label, without a, like a real deadline, like without, without a, you know, somebody tapping your shoulder to get the shit done, you know, you kind of have mm-hmm. time. We're kind of at the mercy of some other factors as well right now, too. But um, mm-hmm. I will let you know. Sounds good. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, damn it. Okay. No, but Sorry. thank you for your honesty <laughs> and thank you for letting me know. So, latest inspiration for you music wise we touched on some some things a little while ago uh, and i can't remember all artist names or Mm -hmm. or, uh, i I, i'm getting uh it gets so foggy because there is so many out there um i need to start like writing them down or screenshotting properly um but i'm really enjoying the the people out there that are making music um even on their laptops or even just by themselves and they're di- and they're diving or, or 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 by themselves or going into studios doing things by themselves because people are diving deep into their own creativity and i think it's kind of cool and wh- what i'm really getting inspired about but what i'm getting really inspired with is um people changing things up i think uh you know luckily the you know, from a musician standpoint, um, I love all music and I know the things that I like uh, enthusiastically about music. And the great thing about it is with new innovation, um, you still have everything that's ever been released up to this point and any of and any and all that can be used for innovation so we're in a place where you have all of this space and all of the all of these possibilities to derive and and to get inspiration from not to steal from but to get inspiration from and you can throw a hip-hop beat underneath like a symphony and it might sound fucking awesome you never know that's just off the top of my head so I'm I'm really inspired inspires me really, um, and that's what's happening. Some of that's happening in the scene now, like just people shaking it up, which is cool. Got to do that. Um, but that's what inspires. That's been what was inspiring me lately is how do you combine all your influences, especially when you have a fuckload of them. <laughs> like so, that's that's always inspiring to me. Um, creating new stuff and loving the old stuff. It sounds really daft to put it that way, but that's kind of the best way I can describe it at the moment. No, I like that. That's super cool. And I feel like it is something that has been seen more recently in music, too. It's like you can play any song and you can hear the notes of like inspiration from other types of music, other genres, other artists themselves. And I think it's super cool. But Yes, like you said, there is a fine line between inspiration and stealing. And hopefully, <laughs> moving forward, people can get a little better at it still. But I'm just saying. <laughs> so what is one of the craziest things you've seen at a show recently, especially like being post-COVID and people being the way that they are and I feel like being a little bit crazier than we were before what is something crazy that you've seen at a show that you were like (laughs) (laughs) there is a if it's not written there's definitely an unspoken rule when you go to public spaces no shirt no shoes no service we were playing a show and I saw a guy walk in with no shirt no shoes and he still got service that made me go, okay, interesting. Because, well, changing the game. Speaking of innovating. <laughs> wow. <laughs> also, that, that person was me. So that. 
stop no way <laughs> I was like I can't picture that <laughs> and if you did I'd have a lot of questions <laughs> so when is the last time that you guys heard from Mr. William Duvall <laughs> oh well that was a couple weeks maybe two years ago so mm -hmm. yeah he gave us two videos he said some wonderful things and he and, and he he didn't have to go as in-depth as he did you know I know it's a, it's kind of a he may never know um but I would like to one day just tell him like you didn't have to stick your neck out for us like that that was really beautiful I think he saw something in you guys that holds very true like you guys are really really good as band you are constantly making moves to grow and progress within the music scene, within your music itself and as people. And I think as like him being the caliber of artist that he is, heard you guys, saw it and was like, yeah, let me give my honest opinion. So I don't know. That's just my take on it. But <laughs> yeah, that's the thing, because he didn't have to. Mm -hmm. You know, he could have left that message on red. You know, yeah. put it in the because uh, our friend Joe, uh, better known to the world as Dingy Girl, mm -hmm. with some sort of magic power that she has, put this in front of him, and he somehow saw it. And that was such a, a nice move. I hope to have that much grace when I get that much success. I hope so too. Uh, and I say that because I don't know. You know how like there's always revolving themes for some reason during the week, or it seems to be at least. And I'm like, mm, the universe has jokes, but anyway. So, <laughs> well, the universe was telling us to screw <laughs> ourselves for like uh, two months. Every time we tried to get together to do this talk, something like, bam, it was this, bam. so bad i was just like oh my god this is a fucking joke i'm like it's gonna be it was, happening and it was right all now. legit yeah and it was all legit shit it was just like mm -hmm. all all we're doing is going on our computers and shooting the shit for a little while you know fuck <laughs> yeah and I'm like i know it's all we wanted to do is that too much to ask and the universe finally said all right you can have it literally they're like fine i'll throw you a fucking boat and here you go right <laughs> so on tour, right, if you guys could travel with any band, who would it be? We would love to open for Primus. Um, I don't know if they do. Yeah, they do opening acts. But lots of times they just do like an evening with Primus. Mm -hmm. And it's just them. But I would love to play a 20-minute, half-hour set before they play just to warm it up for them. Um, mm -hmm. Mostly because I think it would work together. And mm -hmm. I also want to tell uh, Tim Alexander, Larry Lalonde, and Les Claypool how important they are as musicians to me. We were talking mm -hmm. about a minute ago about, you know, thinking outside the box and shaking things up. Mm -hmm. They are one of the most interesting groups that has ever laid a record down. Uh, they are just, have always been and will continue to be just as innovative as they were when they started. They have a sound, but it's, they're not, they have a particular sound. Every band does have a particular sound. They know, they know what their thing is, but they're always changing it up and they're freaking you out every time they do it. And um, it's the most beautiful nightmare I've ever heard. Oh, I love that. That's nice. Um, yeah. <laughs> that, uh, so tell me a little bit more about what you guys have coming up in the coming months. Uh, what are some things that you're excited for as far as Lover? Any final thoughts, final tidbits of advice for other artists out there that feel like either they're stuck or can't catch a break? And any merch announcements, any fun things you want to share? Sure. Um, yeah, well, for any bands or, or artists or songwriters or anything of that nature uh, are listening, always keep going. Don't give, you know, be good to yourself. Don't take it, don't take it too hard, man. Just keep it going. Take a break when you need to. I could plug some shows. Um, I, uh, we, I mean, we kind of went through a bunch of them, but um, uh, May 26th, G-Man Tavern with T Tiger Cub. And we would love to see you June 30th with the Sentinels. 
and that announcement will be coming up. That's just maybe the first time you're hearing it now, but that's uh, there will be a proper announcement on that. And yeah, just be on the lookout at our social media. We'll be posting dates throughout the summer. Um, and we're in the process of finishing. Uh, we are in the we are well into the recording process. We're just um, getting taking our times a little bit, but we want to make sure that we're making the best music for you and for us. Hang in there. We'll see you soon. We'll see. Sounds good. All right, John, it has been an absolute pleasure, as always, to talk with you and have you kick back with me here and answer all my intrusive questions. And <laughs> hey, love the questions. It's always good talking to you. Thank you. Likewise. All right, everyone, you heard it here first. New music coming soon. Be patient. It will be worth the wait. And yeah, stay tuned to all the handles. I will post updates as well as we go along. Thank you so much. And we'll catch you on the next one. Bye.